This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Not a lot of shooting people. It's frowned upon. Okay, this is Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs episode. I'm your host, Erica Lance, and with me is... J.M. Paquette. Look, I have swag. Okay, and our guest today is the amazing Rob Fisher. It's been awesome so far. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking. I don't have a huge amount left, but I did put four shots into this. Drinking with Authors swag. Um, so this... Yes, four shots. It's that, it was... Anyway, it's flavored. Okay, so it was um, cucumber lime vodka from Kettle One with cucumber lime Perrier and a splash of pomegranate juice because I'm super fancy today. Jen, what are you drinking that's boring? I'm drinking coffee in a Jack Skellington mug. So that's the back and that's the front because I don't get to drink alcohol, so I just get exciting mugs with coffee. It's flavored coffee and it's very delicious. What is the name of the flavor? You were so proud of this earlier. Uh, my, my best friend, Hazel. It's Hazelnut. Okay. Rob, what are you drinking that's less boring than that? Oh, Modelo. Got the Modelo right here. In a awesome. Glass. <laughs> awesome. In a glass, like a professional. Okay. This is the Literary Briefs Rapid Fire Questions. Okay. First question. What is your favorite book of all time? Oh. Favorite book of all time, I would say easily... Hunter S. Thompson, The Proud Highway. Yeah. Are you, do you approve there, Jad? Is that you approving? It's a, it's a good time. I have to be in the mood for it, but it's a good time. Oh, it's, it's so, it's a wild, like, I always, half the reason I, I write short reads is because I think that I can't hear you behind all those pages, so to speak. But when I read The Proud Highway, like, the way that book feels in my hands, it's like, it's so, um... Like, I, it's amazing that I can still hear him through everything that he's saying in that. It's, it's like, truly amazing. I hear his voice, like, um, yeah, more than anyone else. And that book is, I, I tend to think that you lose, you lose voice the more you write. But in The Proud Highway, it's like, I can still hear him start to finish. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was going to ask you why you like that book, but I don't have to do that anymore. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was question two out the window. No, just kidding. Okay, what is your least favorite book of all time? Mm, least favorite book. I read a book one time by actually someone who I really like, Tom Robbins. Um, I think it was, what was it called? Jitterbug Perfume, I think. And I thought that it was just shit. But I like a lot of his books. Like I, He's like one of my favorite authors and I enjoy reading him. But yeah, I would say um, I read that in the Peace Corps, actually. And I was like, oh, I, I hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> did you finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did finish it. Um, well, this is one of Jen's favorite questions. Are you committed to finishing books even if you don't enjoy them? Or do you do you just give up and like, I'm done with you? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, I think, yeah, if it was bad enough. I think because it was Tom Robbins, like it was, it was an author that I respect. Like, I think he's a total genius. Um, and so because it was him, I was like, I just kept giving it a chance. I don't know. It's, I think for maybe even more diehard Tom Robbins fans, it's like, they would probably think that book is great. It may have even been like a bestseller or something, but yeah, I just, I don't know. And it was very, um, it was similar to like a lot of his other stuff, but it was just not, 
I just didn't take to it. I don't know. But yeah, I'll, I'll finish it if it's um, if it's like an author that I really like. But if it's if it's someone that I don't know, it's it's like film, you know. It's like if if it's not if it doesn't pull me in within like fifteen minutes, it's like why would I keep reading or watching? Yeah, Jen, why would anybody do that? I the other day stopped reading a book halfway through. It was the first time in a very long time. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it could go either way for me. Um, yeah, either way. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. I'm like, and this is garbage. Next, <laughs> like it's time. It's time. I'll never get back. Even if I love the author, like, oh no, I'm like, this is crap. This is whatever. Okay. Um, what genres do you like to read? <laughs> Did we lose him again? I don't know if we lost him again. I'm not trusting my judgment on these losing things. I can, yeah, I can hear you. You're not moving. You look very brooding in your photograph right now online. Nope. We lost him for a second there. I don't I, hear him anymore. I'm not a huge fan of the interwebs right at this moment in time. No, it's, it's not working for us today. And no, it's not working for us today at all. It's being kind of a dick. What? I can say the internet's being a dick. There's nothing wrong. There he is. He's back. Ooh, he unfroze. It's the um, internet. Yeah, so what was the question? Um, what genre? Do I yeah, I, I, I do like, um, I take to a lot of, um, there's a book I'm reading actually right now called Refugee Recovery, but I'm not like a recovering anything um, that I actually find like really, really amazing. It's, it's, um, it, it, there's just a lot of good ideas in there. And it's like, um, yeah, it, it's kind of stuff like that. Things that make me think, um, you know, it's it, things that are rooted, I, I think, um, in, in reality, like kind of how I, how I write and kind of what I want to write myself. Um, it, I'm not ah, like Tom Robbins, definitely like his kind of fiction. I like, um, he kind of, he, he just goes like really different ways with a lot of things. He's like, he's kind of all over the place, but like very honed. Um, and he has a lot of just kind of really interesting things to say. I think people that have interest things to say, like something to say, and they say it uniquely for me. That's, that's kind of what pulls me. That's what I gravitate towards. Um, yeah. Hunter S. Thompson for sure. Like however you want to classify him, um, him mainly because I can just hear, hear his voice. Um, so I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a particular genre for me. I'm not really into like fantasy and stuff like that, but you know, I, I know yeah. a lot of people. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of us bread and butter. Um, do you, uh, that's you, Jen, not me. Cause whatever. Um, <laughs> hold on. I had a thought. Do you, have, do you have a lot of author friends? Do you have an author community? Uh, minimally. I, I say, I say on my website that I have 10 friends. <laughs> you only have yeah, 10 that's, that's like <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm rounding up wow so do you do you ever yeah. um talk yeah no totally um do you ever talk to other authors besides us obviously you're talking to us but do you ever talk to other authors or go meet at author meetups and stuff do we lose him again no oh, oh, he's there okay yeah so i actually can you hear me now? Yeah, right. no, we can hear you. That's it. It's going to be the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me? Right? Can you hear me now? <laughs> uh, do, I, do I go to author meetups and have a community of uh, 
yeah, for me, ah, I really, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I truly do have 10 friends is what I, what I consider that. Um, but not for the, for writer, for writer meetups and stuff like that and have a community of writers. I don't know. It, it depends on kind of what the event is, you know? Um, I think I was, yeah, I considered signing up for something recently in DC, but yeah, to me, it's, it's more like just being with the people that I consider to be really like my, my close friends. And, um, and that for me, I think that it's important to kind of maintain that, you know, it's, I don't, I don't really, I don't think I draw inspiration from being around other writers. I don't know. But have you been around other writers? So this is the thing. Like, if you haven't had the opportunity, like, there are a lot of open open mics and stuff where you can go read yeah, your prose. And... For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love I'm not saying become besties with them. I'm just saying sometimes having a community of, of like-minded people, if you're in the Peace Corps, you kind of know there are people who went through an experience similar to you where, for instance... Yeah. You know, it's inspiring that you did that, but I've I've never done that. Jen has never done that. So we're we're not your um uh there's work what? Pierce? That's that's fine. That wasn't the word I was looking for, but I'll grab it because I can't think with what the fuck the word was I was just looking for. But sometimes it's interesting and I'm not saying become besties or you have to call them all the time like, Hey, what's happening? Um, but being around people who do something similar to you, they're sort of uh uh you know like um, it's not ambiance but there's a sort of a familiarity with it where even if they don't write exactly what you write going and seeing and seeing the craft kind of keeps motivation going and there are people you can ask questions to if you run into something that's not working quite as well i don't know that was a tangent yeah, no, sorry no yeah i hear you on that i think um yeah i think doing something like that for sure it would give you what I would consider like a boat to sit in with others kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, for, for sure, open mics, I'm a big fan of, I'm a, bi a big fan of that. Um, I think a lot, yeah, I, I think inspiration and stuff can definitely come from from being around people that are just kind of like engulfed in the craft and, and especially seeing something like live, like an open mic, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not ever opposed to stuff like that. Um, yeah. Do you seek it out at all? Have you, I guess no, but have you well, sought I, it out? Yes, yeah, so I, 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 I do seek out like open mics. Yeah, it's, and the thing is, is like right now everything's virtual. Um, oh yeah, no. Yeah, Pre-COVID for sure. Like definitely, especially in DC. I think DC has a good, um, a, a good writing scene like in the DMV, like DC, Maryland, Virginia. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I do seek it out. I, I wouldn't say I seek it out more than more than anything else though you know um but i do seek it out yeah so are you um published you're self-published correct yeah 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 okay where are you published on just amazon right now so i'm on amazon barnes and noble um it, a, a lot of different places like if you're on goodreads you, i think there's a, a a spot like maybe your goodreads author page right underneath your book where you can kind of find like other places that it's published on but yeah it's it's on a number of platforms amazon and barnes and Noble, i would say they're probably the two most popular what has that been like doing the publishing process for you look do you see that's more than four questions jen anyway what has the publishing process been like she's got so much judgment over there mm. uh you're talking <laughs> about like, like self-publishing versus, versus traditional publishing 
yeah, well, you've done self-publishing, so what has that been like for you, learning the mechanics? Because there's yeah. whole thing of being an author and writing, you know, gorgeous work, but then there's actually having to put it up on a site and stuff like that. What, 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 what was that like? Wow, words. Yeah, I, I think um, the process. Uh, the process was like it was a mix between um, like being relieved. I think that you're that I'm getting it the ball rolling like I think once you're done with the manuscript it's like a whole nother kind of thing like you've got the manuscript and you have the whole publishing process and I think getting done with the manuscript and getting it through to publishing is like it's a relief but then it opens up a whole nother can of worms that you kind of have to deal with in the moment um so yeah I think uh it's like anything else you know I think it's 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 tough when you're in it and and there's definitely like problems that arise that you didn't think about um, that you have to kind of deal with and handle. Um, I, yeah, I, I would say the I wasn't like a fan of public of of the publishing process. Like I think it's tough as hell. I think it's like a, a real if if you don't if you're not on top of it, I think it just becomes a nightmare. Like like so quickly. Um, but once it's you know once it's done and your book's out there, it's like you know it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. So. But the, I mean, the, yeah, publishing in general, I think, is just tough. It's a whole other thing. It's like your manuscript and then publishing. Yeah. What about reviews? How do you feel about reviews? Do you read them? Uh, yeah. So I, I, I believe in genuine, yeah, genuine reviews. Like I want, like you know, I, I don't want to go searching for reviews or having people like, you know, asking people to give me reviews or whatever. But are you are you talking along the lines of like if it's someone saying something like negative things about your book? Well, I'm just curious if, how many reviews have you gotten on your book? So, yeah, so my book only has right now like a couple reviews, but it's, it's sold like, it's sold a, like a ton of copies. Um, but I haven't like been, I don't know who's buying it. I, I can't like, I know, I know, you know, maybe friends and family who have bought it that I could reach out to for reviews. But uh, right now it's only a couple reviews, but it doesn't match like the number of copies that's been sold. So do you have know. a newsletter? Uh, so I don't have a newsletter. But you can subscribe for like news and events on my on my website. Um, so I, I say that I don't I don't write blogs and I don't um, <laughs> I send out like news yeah news and events um, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, a, a newsletter. I think I, I wouldn't send out like a monthly newsletter. Well, I'll tell you just as a side note, a monthly newsletter. Um, if you get a newsletter fan base, 20% of them will write reviews for you on Amazon. It seems like an old archaic thing, and I'm not saying you have to blog and you ha don't have to write to them all the time, but if you get a good newsletter base, believe it or not, that's where a huge amount of reviews come from because that's where you get your fans and pre-sales and stuff like that, which will bump your books up in rankings that's it's it's part of the marketing formula for doing it where as a writer you might not want to write a newsletter a lot of writers are really good at that and love talking to their fans all the time and jen doesn't happen to be one of them but um no but the fact is is that that's how a ton of reviews happen because they they um, subscribe. They want to see what the latest, greatest stuff is. And it doesn't have to be a traditional, like, I blog all the time. It's just once a month, send out what the you're working on, pictures. These are the same people that also subscribe to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and just follow you. 
because they're genuinely yeah. interested. And then you get a response. You can also get beta readers out of that pretty easily. Just throwing that out there as a tip yeah. because. Yeah, I'm not, uh, maybe, yeah, to retract, not retract my statement, but I'm not against like news and, and maybe like a, I wouldn't send a newsletter in terms of like a blog, you know, something that's like lengthy, like a blog. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like I, I sent, I sent a, you know, maybe my first newsletter, let's say, uh, like a couple of weeks back, I think. But yeah, I'm not, I'll probably send that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would because you get, if you get more people to subscribe to that, that's where you'll get your reviews from. Not that you can't get it elsewhere. The thing about reviews is interesting is because I think as a society, we tend to want to be um, more negative in talking about things. We're much quicker to talk about something bad that happened than we are to talk about something good. And um, when you're reading reviews, you just have to remember that that's not the entire audience. That's one little part of the audience that's out yeah. there listening to, you know, reading you. And uh, you also have to look and go, was this a book for them? Because was it something like, for instance, um, uh, you you said you don't like reading um, like fantasy and stuff, but there are off, you know readers out there that live and breathe and die by the fantasy authors that are there, and that's their audience versus you might read a fantasy book and go, there are like way too many fucking unicorns in this book. Like, I don't understand what was happening with the unicorns. And <laughs> You know, you put that out there. Well, you're not the fucking audience, so don't review that book if you're not the audience for that book. So do you leave reviews? Are you a reviewer I, I, if you read something? I do agree. I actually, actually, oh, I'm sorry. Say, say one more time. I said, do you leave reviews? Like, if you read a book, do you leave a review? And, and will you leave a negative review if you feel that way? Oh, uh, uh, if, if, the book was like, I don't, if it was really good, I think I would leave a review. Um, I, I don't think I would leave a negative review. I, I wouldn't take the time to talk shit about, you know, a, a book. I just wouldn't be worth my time. But um, I was actually thinking something recently talking about like newsletters and stuff like that. I think the worst thing you can do and kind of piggybacking on what you were just saying is like, I think the worst thing you can do as a writer is to go looking for your audience. I think if you sit there and figure out, try to figure out like who's receiving your book, who's going to be receptive towards this or whatever, I think that's just the worst thing you can do. Like write for yourself. If people are receptive to it, fine. If they don't like it, like kick rocks. It's like, I, you know, for reviews for me are not going to, even if I got, even if I got like 10 negative reviews in a row, like is, there's never a negative review that's going to make me not write what I want to write. You know, it's not like that's not going to affect my mentality at all. Oh, no, and I don't think it should. I think if you get a negative review, if you decide to read it, and sometimes it's healthier just to not even bother reading any of the reviews. But if you go to read it, uh, I, I think it's important to look to go, did they mention something like grammar or spelling or, you know what I mean? Did they mention something on the structure of the story, right? Not the story itself, but are they going... Um, the author keeps switching tenses throughout the story, right? Because yeah. that's something that throws the person out of the story. So you, that that's an actual, like, I need to pay attention to something like that, potentially. If they're like, I just didn't like this book because I don't believe blah, well, well, fuck them. Who You know, that's not a thing. But if it's, I think 
reviews can be important if it's actually surrounding the craft itself and whether or not there's an issue with your technique that needs to be looked at. I, I, and that's kind of where editors come into play. Like, especially beginning authors can get hyper offended by editors, right? And they think they're, they're killing their work. How dare they redline everything? You know, instead of stepping back and going, wow, I screwed that up. I need to not you know, I need to pay attention so I don't change the person's name from chapter to chapter, hypothetically. I mean, I'd never do that, just the last book I produced. I mean, several times, but I'd never do that. But, I mean, if somebody did something that, you know, now for me, when I'm, I'm typing, I'm going to be going back and forth to go, did I change this guy's name in the book? Because apparently a John became a Noah. Troyer. Noah, thank you. Yes, that's what I did. So cool. Yeah, I know you did. I, I, completely agree. I completely agree with that. I think um, talking about editors, though, and I, I think it, I, I for sure think it's really easy when you're like a debut author to, to think someone is like chopping up your work. Um, but yeah, I, I think as, going back to a question you asked me in, before Literary Breeze, um, it, it kind of, it's, it's like, uh, like, how can I put it? It's like, it, if you don't believe in other eyes on your work, I think you're going to find later on that you need other eyes on your work. It's like you, you have to come to a point where like, I, I respect editors so much. Like I, I, I'm, I'm for sure someone that, that thinks that you need an editor. Um, you know, you, you need someone looking at your work and, you know, it, it's like, it's like in school, you have peer review, you know, it's, I look at it like that. It's like, so just so important. You need Why did you decide to join the Peace Corps? You said that. When did you join the Peace Corps? This is about uh, you. In, yeah, I was in the Peace Corps uh, 2010 to 13. So yeah, uh, people ask me like, what, like, when did I, like, what kind of made me do that? I think um, just uh, when you're young, especially, it's like that was pretty much fresh out of college. It's like I don't know. I can like, why would I not do that? you know it's like I, it's just an experience that i think it's just incredible and um i remember being at like a a bar with a buddy of mine like maybe a, a few years back and we were like it was uh we were we were drinking it was like maybe one in the morning and we were sitting at this table with like the like a newlywed couple and this they asked me they said did you really do you, you know looking back on it do you really value the experience and i was like freaking kidding me like I, it's the best thing i've ever done like bar none like it will never nothing will ever you know nothing will ever take that experience and no, nothing will ever be better than that experience for sure but have yeah, you thought about okay. writing about that i have yeah i have for sure um there's there's an idea i'm floating around kind of about it um yeah it more along the lines of like soccer talent kind of just being um locked away in, in rural communities, especially in Africa. Yeah. Oh, did he freeze again? He froze. It's internet. That's annoying. I would, you know, from, okay, you're back. Okay, he's back. Oh, my goodness. This is. <laughs> We're going to have a Ryzen episode. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have been floating that idea around though about yeah, trying to trying to shine a light on on uh, on um overlooked talent territories and kind of where talent is and um 
there's there's just so many kind of pockets that people don't even know about with, with talent kind of just sitting there. So I floated that that idea for sure. I think it's a good idea. Um, are you when you're choosing a book, do you mind reading on a screen or do you like paper? Paper or plastic? Oh, I love paperback. <laughs> paperback. But I, I don't I don't mind people buying ebooks, you know. But for me it's like even with my short read, my, like my short read is not gonna feel like weighty in your hand. But I think to me, I think there's something something about turning pages and um yeah, I I, I love paperbacks for sure. I, I but like I said, I don't, I don't oppose people buying buying ebooks and you know half the time when I when I'm reading a paperback, I wish I wish that I had excuse me, I wish that I had the the like it on my cell phone or something. All right, follow-up question. If you have a paperback, will you write in it, mark it up, or does it have to stay pretty? Mm, uh, I've definitely highlighted in paperbacks. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind. Um, I, I do, I think I got, I got a book recently um, from like a little free library, and it had like markings and stuff in it. And I was like, oh, I wish that wasn't in there because it's kind of like highlighting stuff that I wish I would prefer to want to underline myself or, you know, but I'm not, I'm not completely against that. See, I love it. If I get a pre-highlighted book, I'm like, Ooh, what did they think was interesting? You know, what's interesting is on Kindle, it'll tell you what people have highlighted. Yeah. And it's so funny. Every now and then I'll read the sentence and it'll be like 137 people <laughs> highlight this. And I'm like, why the fuck did 137 people highlight this? It wasn't even interesting. They liked this part. Yeah. Well, mm, mm, yes, totally. Okay. So um, I had another question. What was my other question? Oh, yes. Um, did you journal a lot as a kid? Did we lose him? This is like the weirdest episode. I don't think we've ever had intermittent spotting like this. I don't know either. Let's see if he comes back. Nope. And we lost him. Okay, he'll come back. We'll wrap up the episode, but I did a lot of journaling. Did you do journaling as a kid? I, I did, and it's fun to go back and read as an adult and go, oh, wow. I Oh, my God, moody, moody journaling. So much moody journaling. Okay, he's back. We're so close. Okay, you're back. Final question. Well, Final question. Technically, yes, but okay. Final question. Did you do journaling as a kid? For teenager or in college? No, see, even when I went to Peace Corps, people were recommending that I take a journal. Uh, but uh, I'm not, no, I've, I never did it as a kid. I, I don't think I would do it now. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't journal. I, I, I have notes and so I, I put notes on my phone. That's know? journaling. Uh, That's what journaling Yeah, I, I, it's kind of, it's a form of journaling. I don't sit down though at the end of the, in, like at the end of a day and in, in a journal and like write about, I don't know, and, and journal out my day or something. But, um i think there's something to be said for people who do that you know um, yeah dear know. diary today no just kidding <laughs> i don't even know i don't know what i would write i don't know what like how that would go oh my goodness okay cool so shameless self-promotion time where do people find you uh meetrobfisher.com and then instagram at rfisher451 and obviously, when you go to his website, you should sign up for his soon-to-be newsletter that will be active by the time this episode airs, so everybody can sign up to get news and pre-orders on your books. It has news all, 
Yes. Yeah, find, yeah, Yes, There Are Stupid Questions is a short read. It's part of uh, an Off the Chest trilogy. Um, all self-help short reads that are that are in the trilogy. And um, yeah, my website will take you right to the Amazon links and it'll take you to Barnes & Noble as well if you, you know, want my alternative to Amazon. Get my website and then Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been pretty epic. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but this has been a I'm sorry. No, it's been fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you think so. So this has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs episode. I've been your host, Erica Lance. And we'll see you next time.